on the level, on the go. 93 WIBC Indianapolis. Coming up, Congresswoman Victoria Sparts says the U.S. can't hold back with sanctions. But he also warned that Russia would continue its attacks. She went back to him, and then we never heard anything after that from her again. Tightening standards for ankle bracelets. I'm Eric Berman. That story coming up. This is the WIBC News at Noon. When it comes to Russia, she says much more needs to be done. Chilly day today, cloudy and 36 degrees downtown. Chance of rain and snow for some parts of central Indiana. Lows drop into the 30s tonight, back into the 50s on Friday. I'm John Herrick. And I'm Donnie Burgess. Here's what's trending at 12 noon. The U.S. has piled sanctions on top of Russia due to their invasion of Ukraine. Kurt Darling reports that one Hoosier lawmaker wants President Biden to go much further. Congresswoman Victoria Sparks, a native of Ukraine says the U.S. can't hold back with sanctions, which she says should include a ban on importing Russian oil. We're still importing Russian oil. So if we want to really mean it, we should look how we're going to open up our capacity. President Biden has said banning Russian oil is not off the table. Republicans have said this week that the president's policies regulating the oil industry in order to curb climate change have made us more dependent on Russian oil. Kirk Darling, 93 WYBC Mobile News. Russia and Ukraine are going to try and talk things out once again. Fox's Simon Owen. Ahead of another round of talks, Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov says the Ukrainians know our negotiating position. He says Russia is waiting for Ukraine's response. But he also warned that Russia would continue its attacks. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky says his military's defense lines in a number of cities are holding amid seemingly many deaths on both sides. Simon Owen, Fox News. Sierra Breland lives in Carmel. She was reported missing on Saturday, February 26th. Her cousin Luke Locklear tells Wish TV the last time he saw Sierra alive was February 20th when she was in Georgia with her husband, Xavier Breland Jr. She came to my uncle's house, which is her father. Then she left that day, that same day on Sunday, to go back to Xavier, wherever they were. I'm not sure if they were at their mom's or what. She went back to him, and then we never heard anything after that from her again. Xavier's in the Hamilton County Jail on an unrelated arrest warrant. He's considered to be a person of interest. He was also arrested last year for aggravated stalking. Legislators have given final approval to a bill that would make sure suspects released with ankle monitors are actually monitored. I'm Eric Berman. The bill requires parole and probation officers to alert their supervisors within 15 minutes if a monitor stops working or if a suspect goes where he's not allowed to go. Police would have to go looking for violent offenders within an hour of getting an arrest warrant. It is aggressive, but I think if we are going to have violent offenders out on electronic monitoring, uh, the public deserves to have a very rapid response if they were to flee. Indianapolis Senator Kyle Walker says the bill still allows ankle monitors, but says he hopes it'll make counties think about when it's appropriate. In 2020, Marion County was monitoring 4,000 people at a time, one of the highest totals in the country. Eric Berman, 93 WIBC Mobile News. Indy's Department of Public Works has made some progress this week. Over 24,000 potholes have been filled with over 500 tons of asphalt. Warm weather allows the department to work longer hours and cover more areas of the city. Duck boats and the Air Force, all that and more coming up on 93 WIBC. Coming up on Tony Katz today, the latest out of Russia, the latest on batteries, and the latest on the hilarious Jen Psaki. That's after the news on 93 WIBC. New 
technology will be developed in Indiana. Chris Davis reports on a partnership between Purdue and the Air Force that could lead to advancement for the armed forces and in your home. You may have never heard of the Air Force Research Laboratory. Our scientists, researchers, and professionals reimagine what's possible, creating tomorrow's technology today. They're trying to develop technologies quickly for the armed forces, but that could also mean some benefit for you, says Jeffrey Rhodes, director of Herrick Labs at Purdue on Inside Indiana Business. The hope is that more technologies can transition not only to the warfighter, but also the commercial market where there's a clear dual use. The Air Force is also partnering with Cornell. Chris Davis, 93 WIBC Mobile News. You may recall the duck boat accident in 2018 where nine members of one family from Indianapolis died when the boat capsized in a thunderstorm on Table Rock Lake in Missouri. Congressman Andre Carson made a promise to the survivors. When I attended the funeral, I, I reminded them that I would do all that I could to, to help their efforts. And hopefully in the next Congress, we'll, we'll see some movement. Now, almost four years later, a House committee has included Carson's duck boat safety plan in coastal Guard legislation. Among other things, it would require personal flotation devices and closer attention to severe weather alerts. The People's Convoy departed Indianapolis this morning as they continued their trek to D.C. Harrison Silcox reports. The caravan, made up of thousands of trucks, cars, and people from across the country, made its way through Indiana as their protest of COVID-19 mandates continues. Organizer Mike Landis says it's about more than just them. This is for the people. Hence the name, the People's Convoy. And what that means is, is like I said, it's not just for us. This is for our country, our futures. The caravan will continue its cross-country trip into Ohio this afternoon. Harrison Silcox, 93 WIBC Mobile News. The History Channel has announced that former Indianapolis Colts quarterback Peyton Manning will have his own show called History's Greatest of All Time. That ought to be good. I'm John Herrick. And I'm Donnie Burgess. On the level, on the go, and on WIBC.com. Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The updates out of Ukraine are not good because you can discuss Russia not entering a war footing well, not engaging the way you thought, failing on multiple levels, getting captured, getting attacked by the Ukrainian people who they did not expect in any way, shape, or form to stand up, expecting President Volodymyr Zelensky to evacuate the country. All of that were Russian miscalculations. Yet the Russian forces continue to advance. You have entire cities that have indeed been taken. Can't be denied. The city of Kherson, K-H-E-R-S-O-N to the south, has been taken by Russian forces. In the city of Mariupol, Mariupol, that is a port city near the border with Russia. The shelling has been going on for, I believe now we're on two days straight. There is no light, there is no heat, there is no water, and they're running out of food already. You have what is believed to be an amphibious assault coming on Odessa, 
which could be the launching pad to the attack on Moldova. That's a different nation. But we saw that from the Belarusian dictator when he showed us his map. We were going, they're here, we're there, we're, look at us, it's so fancy. Like he's showing off timeshares in Florida. And then you see, wait a second, is that an attack on Moldova? Oh, that, that's, that's still in the construction. We don't have that one quite yet. Spring of 2023, you'll be able to get your hands on that. Well, probably earlier. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669, and you have one million refugees that have headed into Moldova and into Poland. And it ain't going to be done yet. The situation is getting worse by the second. And there are some things that we know, there's some things that we're not even anyway surprised about. According to Fox News, China asked Russia to wait until after the Olympics to invade Ukraine. This is a this is a news story right here. Who in the world didn't know this? Of course they did. Of course we knew this was going to be the case. Of course we knew that Vladimir Putin is claiming in one uh, statement that he's ready for peace talks while warning the world uh, that a war would include nuclear bombs? That's right. It's 2022, and we're talking nuclear weapons. Actual use of nuclear weapons. Russia also claiming to have taken control uh, of the area around Ukraine's largest nuclear power plant. And what in the world could possibly any level of peace talks look like? Peace talks means there's a fight between both sides and they're both trying to get something and you work out the peace. There's no peace talks here. There is the Russians invading Ukraine, murdering the people without any provocation. And there's the Ukrainians saying, dear Lord, this is nuts. And this isn't even a conversation of, you know, the good, fine Ukrainian people. Well, you don't know that Ukraine this and Ukraine that. Does any of that matter? Do you know what kind of lunatic you are to be talking about? Well, Ukraine this and Ukraine that. Russia invaded Ukraine. That's what happened. Not deniable subject. That's what happened. So what do you think peace talks look like? Peace talks look like, okay, okay, we, we will stop killing all of you. Uh, what what you need to do is, is surrender, and then we get to kill you, Zelensky. We get to kill you, or we get to torture you for the rest of the time. And oh, by the way, Ukraine is done. And and what you are is you're just you're just like some territorial people with a couple of nice buildings. But you'll be under Russian control, and that's that. What in the hell do we think peace looks like? And who are you creating a peace deal with? Hey, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. But if you give me 50 bucks, I won't beat the crap out of you this week. With a mafia extortion ring? And those Ukrainian people are going to have to pay for protection. Don't you know? That, that, I mean, that, is that what we're getting to? You know, Ukraine, it's a very nice country you have there. It'd be a shame if something else happened to it. You see what happened over here? What are you going to do? 
Sometimes there's a city, and then the next thing, boom, bop, bip, there's no city. And you're like, Tommy, where's the city? He's like, I don't know, Paulie. I don't know where the city went. There was a city? I don't even remember a city. You remember a city? I'm like, I don't even know there was a city. I don't know what a city is. I don't even know what you're talking about. So, so what do you say? What do you say? You get, we get a little bit of this. You get to actually be alive tomorrow. I think that's a good deal. That's a good deal, Tommy. You think that's a good deal, Tommy? Oh, that's a good deal, Paulie. Who doesn't want a deal like that? What the hell are the peace talks going to be? One side is murdering another side. There are no peace talks after that. There are no peace talks that exist after that. But we're going to pretend. We're going to pretend like there are peace talks going on. We're going to have more on this, more updates with uh, Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army. We're going to have that in a little bit. What I have been uh, focused on, having conversations on, if you watched uh, my morning rumble, I do a a morning video series every single uh, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. I'm asking the conversation about what we do. The idea that we can do nothing. Well, what are you going to do, Tony? It's a nuclear power. Well, we're nuclear power. What do you mean I can't do anything? What we should do is different than whether or not we can. So the first question is, can we, the United States, react? The answer is yes, we can react. The question, of course, is how. If you ask me, Emma, will I consider a no-fly zone, The answer is, of course, I'll consider a no-fly zone, but we have to walk ourselves down the path. If you say we should put a no-fly zone in Ukraine, that means that you're going to have American fighter jets and other NATO ally fighter jets flying around Ukraine and confronting Russian MiGs. If you're willing to confront the Russian MiG, That doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be shooting that takes place. I want to be clear about that. The confrontation does not necessarily mean shooting. But if you're going to confront, that means you're willing to shoot. And not just the MiG, not just the plane in the air. You're willing to shoot the uh, surface-to-air missiles that are being fired at you from Russian land. So now you're going to turn those planes and you're going to engage, or are you going to send a force to go get rid of those uh, surface-to-air missiles? And now you're in war with Russia. Just explaining what it means. I'm not saying that there won't be people out there who say, yeah, that's fine, I'm good with that. The first question we have to ask is, can we act? And the answer is, of course we, we can. The second question is, of course, how we act. No. I am not considering, nor am I in favor of a no-fly zone, nor am I in favor of any U.S. troops in Ukraine at all. I'm in favor of selling them military hardware. Large, large, large amounts of military hardware. We have sent Stinger aircraft missiles. Stingers are shoulder-deployed, so they're, they're very, very movable. Germany has sending Ukraine 1,000 anti-tank weapons and 500 Stinger missiles. The Germans, they actually didn't want to be involved at all, and they've got their own rules about how they're allowed to uh, arm or not arm nations already in some level of combat. 
But what they've said is, well, we can't have this. The one interesting silver lining, if you will, and I, I don't say that glibly, uh, follow me here, is that and you'll hear a lot of people say, I've never seen NATO nations work together like this. Well, NATO nations have learned something. First, Donald Trump was right. And y'all can kiss my butt if you think otherwise. He was right. NATO has to pay into NATO. These nations have to pay in. You can't be giving Russia your money, and you better be prepared. Here we are. NATO nations have learned that it was a lot easier for the world to exist when the United States was indeed in charge and was unmatched and unparalleled. But when you decided that somehow maybe they shouldn't be in charge, like, I don't know, the creation of the disastrous European Union, you wanted to mock the U.S. for engaging in, in, in their strength, you wanted to take advantage of the United States by never paying your weight for it fair share. And then America got weakened. You, 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 you saw what happens. You see now what happens with a weakened America on the world stage. So, you know, Americans have a choice. Can we act? Of course we can act. Well, how should we act? Let's start with bringing back American strength. And American strength comes from Americans voting. Donald Trump and mean tweets. That's not a reason to vote for Joe Biden. And people were wrong to do so. I don't like him is not a reason not to vote for somebody. Get a hold of your emotions, kids. Oh, they're mean. I don't give a damn. Can he kill the enemy when it's necessary? Can he make the enemy think twice? Can he make other nations wonder what's going to happen and maybe we shouldn't bother this guy? Look, there are other ways to do it, but that's certainly an acceptable way. There was more peace under Trump than there was under Biden. Who gives a damn what you think about Trump? Don't you get no one cares? This is what you have to tell your leftist friends. No one gives a damn what you think about Trump. Oh, he's mean. Oh, he's terrible. Oh, he was a threat to democracy. No, 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 no. Vladimir Putin and thermobaric weapons are a threat to democracy. Trump was just a loudmouth. You can't handle a loudmouth? You wimp, you pansy-assed wimp, get a hold of yourself. I should really have, it's, it's, it's airplane. You know, they're lined up to, the woman's going hysterical, and they're slapping her, and someone's got the hammer, and someone's got a wrench, and someone, someone's got, I think, has got a bomb or a bazooka. Honestly, you can't handle Trump's mean tweets? We don't care. We're going to push you right past. Trump's not inclusive enough. What the hell are you talking about? The ignorance of the arguments. Can we act? Yes, we should. How can we act? We start with elections. Pushing away the people who are too ignorant to realize that we need to actually take care of problems. And that needs to happen with strength and resolve. And that doesn't necessarily mean voting for Trump. It means for voting for people who can be adults in the room as opposed to these ridiculous children that we have right now. These ridiculous children, by the way, who somehow think, somehow believe that this is all going well. It's not going well. And I, I won't say that, that it's forever. Maybe it can go well. 
But they have to be asking themselves the, themselves the same questions that I'm asking you and that we need to ask each other. Can we act? Yes, we can. How can we? Well, we start with elections and, invi- and uh, uh, voting for people who could solve problems. Second thing we do is we do not, we do not at all and in any way pretend that the world isn't happening around us. The world is happening around us. We have to understand that there are, that no matter how some, you know, let's say on the political left, want to pretend the world should be a certain way, we have to accept the world for the way it is. This is MSNBC, the question being asked to Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg. Authorizing the Keystone Pipeline, uh, working something out with Iran. I mean, uh, look, the the president has said that all options are on the table, but we also need to make sure that uh, uh, we're not galloping after permanent solutions to immediate short-term problems where uh, more strategic and tactical actions in the short term can make a difference. Are you telling me that the Biden administration, if there was a shortage of oil, would actually buy oil from Iran? That's That's a weird answer from the Secretary of Transportation. Again, elections have consequences. But this question about nuclear weapons and nuclear war and would, would Vladimir Putin actually drop a bomb? I, I, I would argue off the cuff, just, just as, a, as a knee-jerk reaction, yes. Yes, he would. How do you prevent that? How do you stop that? How do you keep everything simmered down? What does it mean to provide Vladimir Putin an off-ramp? How do you end this thing? What must Ukraine give up? Well, they're going to give up the Donbass region. They're going to give up Donetsk and Luhansk. That's going to stay with the Russians. Is that enough? And why is it fair that the Ukrainians had to give up anything? After all, the Russians were the aggressors. Because we live in the real world. And in the real world, you have to ask yourself, are you prepared for someone to drop a nuclear weapon? And are you prepared for what comes next? It is imperative that we do not wear rose-colored glasses, that we see the world for the way it is. It's dangerous. It requires a military that can kill people and break things and doesn't worry about social issues. It takes leadership that understands that sometimes you have to give even the enemy a way out of their own problem, even if it makes you sick, because it's better than the alternative, because we live in the real world. And you have to accept the fact that when Russia is responsible for 12% of the world's oil supply, no matter how much oil we get from them or not get from them, energy independence is our future. And that is the way you keep Russia at bay because their economic problems will only grow. How can, can we act? Yes. How can we act? Let's start with the vote. The thing we can most control. And we do that in less than 10 months. I'm Tony Katz. Rob Kendall and the show to be named later. One of the few things that was allowed to stay open was liquor stores. I'm sure this is just a big giant coincidence that the Indiana Republican Party chair is part owner in 30 plus liquor stores. I'm sure that's all just a coincidence. Of course it's not a coincidence. The government picks winners and losers. Some got lucky, some didn't. Rob Kendall and the show to be named later. Weekdays 9 till noon on 93 WIPC. 
and WIPC.com. QC Kinetics provided amazing pain relief for a former professional baseball player, and you have access to the same life-changing treatments as retired Braves pitcher Jose Alvarez. I put a lot of stress and strain and work on my right arm, but my right elbow took most of the damage with three surgeries. Arthritis developed, and the pain was unbearable. It wasn't just pain when I was trying to play sports. It was any time I was moving the right elbow. It was pretty excruciating at times. That's when Jose discovered QC Kinetics and their regenerative treatments that help the body heal itself, restoring damaged tissue and providing relief with no surgery or downtime. Jose's message to the medical professionals at QC Kinetics? My elbow is feeling outstanding. Where were you 10 years ago for crying out loud? QC Kinetics is right here. Call for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 463-235-7160. That's 463-235-7160. QC Kinetics. 463-235-7160. Hey, Pat Sullivan here, letting you know when you need plumbing help, call who I call Hope Plumbing. Locally owned and proud of their trustworthy, experienced plumbers who are ready to work for you. Hope Plumbing is family and values the importance of keeping you safe. So if you notice a water leak, a clogged drain, or any other plumbing needs, big or small, Hope Plumbing can fix them all. Next time you need a plumber, call Hope Plumbing, 641-HOPE, or visit them online at hopeplumbing.com. Hope Plumbing, specializing in older homes. Inspiration grows here. The Indiana Flower and Patio Show, March 12th through 20th at the Indiana State Fairgrounds and Event Center, presented by Indiana 811. Nine days only for great deals, new ideas, and practical advice with trusted local experts. Stroll through this year's feature gardens where spring is in full bloom. Plus, see former chief floral designer of the White House, Laura Dowling. From landscaping and decor to kitchens and baths, don't miss the Indiana Flower and Patio Show. Save on tickets at indianaflowerandpatioshow.com, courtesy of East West Construction. Your neighbor, Mark, loves spring in Indy, but he hates to paint. So he called Rhino Shield. It's a two-story home built in 1992. Around 2001, looking at needing to paint, I heard a radio ad, you know, with Rhino Shield, you won't have to paint again for another 25 years. That's because Rhino Shield's not paint. It's better. They're very professional. We had everything done. Everything that would typically be painted on a house was done, and it was very fast. All right, Indy, get the 25-year guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield right now for 15% off the regular price. Uh, it was done in 2001 and um, still going strong. From what I've seen on our home, they can easily offer a 25-year guarantee and not worry about it. Here's owner Shane Smith. This offer is limited, so call me at 888-RHINO-41. That's 888-RHINO-41. Don't paint. Don't vinyl. Go, go Rhino. Don't paint. Don't vinyl. Go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again. Rhino Shield. I'm getting older. Do I need to worry about falling? Yes, you do. Every year, one in four people 65 and older will experience a fall, and many result in serious injury. The majority of falls happen at home, so take a look around. Replace bulbs and add lighting to help you see obstacles. Remove things that can make you trip. Fix uneven steps and floors, and install handrails in bathrooms and on stairs. Consider balance or strength training exercises, which can help with agility. Get your eyes and hearing checked regularly. Changes in your hearing can affect your balance. To learn more, please talk to your doctor about steps you can take to help prevent a fall. You can also visit aarpfoundation.org or medicaremadeclear.com falls. 
This message was brought to you by United Healthcare and AARP Foundation. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So we're scheduled to speak with retired Army Major Mike Lyons. Get the latest on troop movements and what we think is coming. Uh, those oil prices are still going up. It's a very weird weird thing that we see the oil prices per barrel when biden started talking the other day state of the union prices went up five bucks a barrel and now they've gone up 10 since then i mean brent crude was over 116 now it's 113 dollars a barrel west texas intermediate's 110 you've got the dow down 114 the nasdaq down 188 top of cnbc Retailers start to warn of business impact from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Well, I guess it could depend on what gets made where. One of the places that we're seeing a possible problem, beer. Because what does Ukraine export? Barley. 20% of the world's barley. You want to make beer? You might need some of that. May not hurt Anheuser-Busch, but could hurt a lot of the... uh, a lot of the locals, depending on where they get it, depending on whether they can get it in, right? What are the container costs and things like that? The inflation is not going to go anywhere. And yet the Fed is still talking about maybe not raising rates. That just came up because of war. Maybe they got to keep the rates low. We'll break it down. Oh, have no fear. I'm Tony Katz. 93 WIPC Mobile News. On the level. On the go. They've tagged in another state. I'm Donnie Burgess. Here's what's trending at 1230. The case of a missing woman from Carmel has extended to Georgia. John Herrick explains why. Sierra Breland has been missing since last Saturday, and now police have extended their search to Johns Creek, Georgia, which is just outside Atlanta. Breland's husband, Xavier Breland Jr., has been identified as a person of interest. Now, Breland's being held in the Hamilton County Jail, but that is on an arrest warrant that's unrelated to Sierra's disappearance. John Herrick, 93, WIBC Mobile News. A man's body was found in the basement of an abandoned apartment building late Wednesday night on the northeast side of Indianapolis. IMPD says he was found on North Emerson Avenue near 42nd and Arlington. They're still trying to figure out how he died. And so far, Indy's Department of Public Works has filled over 24,000 potholes across the city. I'm Donnie Burgess. On the level, on the go, and on WIBC.com. Are you feeling the pinch of higher prices? Prices? Costs may be rising, but with Golden Oak Lending's 2.25% fixed rate, you can lower your mortgage payments. James Hawkins here, president of Golden Oak. You can offset today's high prices by using the low interest equity in your home to pay off credit cards, make home improvements, or simply put cold hard cash back in your pocket. 
It only takes a few minutes to see if you can save hundreds with this low 2.25% rate. So what are you waiting for? Lock in our low rate while you still can. Start saving money and skip your first two mortgage payments. Call your local loan officers at 317-706-GOLD today and pay nothing out of pocket. That's right. If we can't close your loan, the appraisal is no charge. NMLS 114937, 2.25% fixed, 3.336% APR, FHA 15-year mortgage with 20% equity and approved credit. $10 billion. According to Forbes, Americans leave $10 billion in Social Security benefits on the table every year. And it's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. It's Terry Stacy. Learn how you could wring every nickel out of your benefits with a free, customized Social Security analysis from Bill Demery, my retirement guy, right here in Indy. Bill's made it his life's mission to help people get the most out of their benefits. So if you have an IRA or 401k and you have not filed for Social Security, Schedule your free analysis right now by calling 317-349-5212. My friend Bill will help you get the most out of the Social Security benefits that are rightfully yours. To schedule your free customized analysis, call 317-349-5212. 317-349-5212. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Indianapolis area attorneys. 101 West Ohio Street, Suite 1100, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46204. Online at CordellCordell.com. Get it, slip it, cuff it, check it. Talk to doctor now and share it. Nearly one in two U.S. adults have high blood pressure. That's why it's important to self-monitor your blood pressure in four easy-to-remember steps. It starts with a monitor. Be next to talk to your doctor about your blood pressure numbers. Get down with your blood pressure. Self-monitoring is power. Visit ManagerBP.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Heart Association, and the American Medical Association. In partnership with the Office of Minority Health and Health Resources and Services Administration. Hey, Dr. Jenner, what do you remember most about playing high school sports? Oh, I loved it. I made friends and have memories I'll treasure forever. But what mattered most were the life lessons I learned in the soccer field. Life lessons? Which are your favorite? Just being part of a team. You learn so many valuable skills. Collaboration, communication, work ethic. These are just some of the lessons that have helped shape the person I am to this day. I'm Dr. Katie Jenner, Indiana Secretary of Education. And I'm Paul Knight, Commissioner of the Indiana High School Athletic Association. Join us in celebrating the 50th anniversary of Title IX and the opportunities this provided female student-athletes across this country, including here in Indiana. Thanks to Title IX, generations of female student-athletes have learned life lessons that will impact them for the rest of their lives. And that is a legacy we're celebrating. This is 50 years of Title IX. This is celebrating generations of female student-athletes. This is your IHSAA. with a series of questions and depending on the news source that you utilize you're getting very very different answers 
There are some people who tell you that the Ukrainians are just destroying the Russians. There are some people who tell you we are not getting the straight scoop out of Ukraine at all. I have seen it. There's a more, more rational point of view is that you have to soberly look at the situation. You have to recognize that the Ukrainians have fought back in a way that was not expected. That does not mean that all is well. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Major Mike Lyons joins us right now. Military analyst, retired United States Army, West Point graduate. And let's go through just a couple things that you and I have talked about, right? You, you've been our point person on what's going on here. We discussed how the Russian military could clearly take the Ukrainian military, could take the country in 36 hours if they chose. Mm-hmm. Then you noticed and you saw the slow going from the Russian military getting bogged down in areas they shouldn't have been bogged down in. What kind of planning went into it? How were these uh, uh, lines fortified? The issues that the Russians have in a historical perspective with supply lines and with these kinds of, of chains of command. But then we have seen the repeated, repeated bombings that are going on all around the country. We have seen the fall of Kherson, which is a town, uh, a city to the south. We have seen Kharkiv, the second largest city in Ukraine, take constant, constant shelling, 1.4 million people there. Then uh, you have other cities like Mariupol which has been just bombarded by shelling. And you wondered, well, how could they do this when we were hearing about them running out of missiles? So let's now take a step back. It has been a full week of this engagement, and already we're hearing people talk about months to go. What has happened, and where are we today? Okay, so Tony, let's start in the south, in in the Black Sea, where it's very, very difficult to do the kind of beachfront operation that they did there to land Marines there. Uh, And even though while that was considered to be more or less uh, Russian-friendly, let's say, with Crimea and and the forces that they had there, they tried to do some things there that, that frankly, that that were difficult to do, and, and it took them a while. So it's taken them a week now. They have this town of Kherson. Uh, Mariupol is another places where, it, it, you know, kind of on the eastern side of – actually, it's not in the Black Sea. It's in the Sea of Azov. It's uh, it, very cl- close to Russia from that regard. And their next step is to go now to take Odessa, a port city, larger city, going to be challenging. They don't have the sort of the resources there uh, on the ground to take it from within, let's say. But once they do, and that's probably going to take them another week, now they've sealed off – Ukraine's any entrance and you know exit to the Black Sea, and if you're a military planner, if you're the Russian general staff, you you put this plan together. This was on the list of things that had to get done in order to be successful. So I think that's what's happened. It's not. It probably didn't have the same. It's not the shock and awe effect because it's not something that you do shock and awe when you combine those naval forces with those land forces. There, it's a much more difficult kind of military. So let's operation. take a moment and make sure we know what you're talking about here. We're talking about the south of Ukraine. You have mm-hmm. the Sea of Azov, which is the smaller uh, water mass as opposed to the Black Sea, to the mm-hmm. northeast of Crimea, which has already been taken by the Russians back in 2014. That's where mm-hmm. you see the city of Mariupol. Uh, mm-hmm. Mariupol. Uh, which is very, very close to the Russian border. They're trying to take that city right now. You then get into where the river empties out into the Black Sea, and that's where you'll find Kherson, K-H-E-R-S-O-N. So you're basically locking up the river that goes from Kiev south into the Black Sea. And Mm -hmm. there is talk of of an amphibious assault 
on Odessa, which is to the west, much closer to Moldova, and it's mm-hmm. possible that the Odessa takeover could lead to then the possible invasion of Moldova. That's your launching off point, correct? Yeah, that's possible. Um, that would be a distraction, frankly, and, and cause you know another country to get involved and, and put another variable into the equation. Um, there might be a separatist group. There's a separatist region there between Moldova and, and Ukraine that possibly they could try to annex. Let's let's say that. Um, but 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 again, the, the the kind of the bottom line is this this is going to be that land bridge that they've always wanted. They wanted since 2014 when they took Crimea. This is now it truly connects um, Russia, Mother Russia, with Crimea uh, in a manner that they could build infrastructure in and infrastructure around, which is why they've got to focus on this part of of Ukraine in order to take it early. Okay. Talking with Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army, kind of breaking down how the Russian positions have been going in Ukraine. Now let's take us to the north. We take a look at where Belarus is. We see how they've come in through Belarus. You have that 40-mile convoy that was making its way to Kiev at last notice. It was 15 miles out. This is to create a siege, clearly, of Kiev. Let's start there. Tell us what's going on, and then take us through some of the northern cities. Well, still trying to figure out what's in the convoy um, because it's not very tactical. It's still on the roads. I got to think in the next 48 to 72 hours, let's say, as some of those javelins and a lot of that equipment that's pouring in now into Poland that's going to eventually find its way across the border. It's going to find its hands into mercenaries and individuals where they can now start picking some of those trucks off. And and the fact, you know, it's one of those things as a U.S. uh, military planner, you look at that and you say there is nobody could ever do that against the United States force because we would absolutely chew that up with a bunch of A-10s and spit it right out. It It wouldn't even be a factor. And there's a moral argument about whether we maybe we should do that anyway because it's all it's going to do is cause death and destruction. But 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 the supply lines are long and they've not they've not reinforced it and they've gone now shooting these uh, the intermediate missiles that are inside Ukraine. So the strategic weapons are not being used. They're not coming from Russia, and there's still no real coordinated air force um, and air and air and ground campaign that's taking place. And the fact that the Ukraine air plan, uh, air force is still flying after eight days is really a small miracle in some ways. The fact that that they're still up there. So um, the, it's stalled. A lot of it maybe have to do with Russians on the ground. There's all kinds of different things. But for whatever reason, uh, I saw an interesting report the other day about some of their equipment. You know, this equipment's been sitting around in motor pools since October, November timeframe, uh, closer to the border, and not areas where uh, it could be properly maintained. And it, now, when it, you know, com- one thing I learned about equipment in combat, you got to move it. You got it's got to be working. It, you know, it, it's got to be you know using all the time, or the or the seals blow and things change inside the. You know, it doesn't work, and so th- they're having problems with equipment because they likely sat on it for too long, and when it was time to come, it wasn't wasn't ready to go. So we know that that's the story in Kiev and with this this convoy, but uh, interesting point that we don't know what's in it. We head to the east, and there's mm-hmm. Kharkiv, really on that border of of Russia, second largest city. In Ukraine, 1.4 million people, and the bombing has been going on for forever. What's the latest? Yeah, and, and in there, those are more individuals that are closer aligned with Russia. That's really unfortunate, and I think that's a message sending. It's probably a secondary objective from the um, the Russian uh, military planners and, and from the general staff 
knowing full well that the head has got to be, you know, Kiev and make sure that they, they take the government out there. But Kharkiv is, is, is kind of, you know, 1-1-A. So from a, from a victory perspective for them to declare a victory, they're still going to have to, um, you know, take, take that city. Now, it's going to be the same challenge of taking Kiev. They've been trying to uh, reinforce it. They, they don't have the same um, military there, though, that they, they seem to have besides its capital, and that, and that kind of makes sense. The last thing, too, is that there's a trade-off that I think the Ukraine military is making right now as they keep a watchful eye on what's happening in the south because any kind of forces in, in Kharkiv, um, if they dedicate them to defending that city, they have to now look and say if, if, if there's a breakout that takes place from the Crimea region, from the southern region, from Kherson now, they can fly right up that, that uh, avenue of approach along the river, along the Dnepr River, and now we've got Kiev circled from really much all sides, the north and the east and the south. So I think, I think the Ukraine military is holding a force in reserve to make sure that doesn't happen as well. So now we get into how the Russians have approached this. We heard about them being bogged down from you. We have seen the, the Ukrainians engage a serious resistance but the Russians still came to be punch, seem to be punching every single day. How strong right now would you argue is the Russian military? And do they have the, the, the strength, the capability, the arms to take the country? No, they don't. If you do insurgency math, they don't, given what we've seen now and what's happening in Ukraine and the kind of a population that exists there, they, they really don't have the number of troops that, that – pacifies um, the country in this size, let's say Kiev from to Kharkiv to Crimea in the south there, let, or cut, cut the country in half, cut the country in half, take the bottom away. And, and that's potentially one of the outs that could happen is where Ukraine just gets kind of chopped up and these new Russian federations are created. But the point is um, they, don't have, they definitely don't have enough to, to do all of that. So I think there's going to – if there is an off-ramp, there's going to be a decision that's got to be made because the insurgency, once they claim victory here, is going to start as, again, weapons and material keep pouring in from Poland in, in Lviv, where, which is a, you know, the, the border there. There's really no trust Russian troops out the west. Maybe, maybe Putin decides he, he doesn't want that right now. That's fine. So maybe the map of Ukraine gets redrawn somewhere along the Dnieper River, east versus west, with, with Kiev. Uh, is, that what, is that what we would consider an out? We, we've talked about if, if Putin has bitten off more than he can chew. Right. If Putin knew this and did it anyway, what he's hoping for is that the United States or NATO gives him an out, something face-saving, so you don't get to even worse options. And one of those options could very well be, I was discussing this earlier, that never mind just Dehensk and Luhansk, I think those are already gone. The whole Donbass region right. will become Russian-controlled. We're discussing the eastern half of Ukraine. You take the river and you take the eastern side of it from the mm -hmm. Black Sea all the way up to Belarus, and you're like, there you go. That would be considered an acceptable by Ukraine face-saving moment to give up that land and those people and I, say, yeah, but at least we don't have a nuclear war? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't think so. I think he's now gone past the point of no return. When we were talking a few days ago, maybe he wasn't there. Uh, but now I, I guarantee military planners are putting together things that say, look, he, you know, we might have to strike him first before he strikes us. He's now threatened nuclear activity more than once. So has Lazarov. So has his subordinates. And if we're not going to be cognizant of that, you know, we have to, you know, we're, it's kind of shame on us at this point because 
he's you know especially as once he thinks these sanctions now have caused a, a higher military response um i'm not sure he has that same uh capacity now to get to the baltics without the belarusian military when now again if that happens now you've got belarus as a as an agitator as well in the same in the same token um i'm not sure ukraine would stomach that the other side to it is tony i don't think that the eastern part of ukraine could exist as a separate country i don't think there's there's enough natural resources it doesn't you know wouldn't define what would be a country that the things that normally are it would be an artificial border that would be drawn that that frankly would just be a matter of time before um, it was violated again is the conversation about uh, a, a nuclear weapons and you've heard putin say it. you you mentioned the the, the foreign minister uh lazarov discussing it is that a legit concern or is that saber rattling when it comes to that you've got to be it's got to be a legit concern i mean it's one thing to you know rattle sabers. Saber rattling is moving troops to the border, which is what he did, and we fundamentally ignored. And so did Ukraine ignore it. And I think that's a still that will go down in history as they failed to at least do some minimal defensive standards while they had been working on this for the past few years. as things they could have done given the level of intelligence that was there. But when you when you've you've ratcheted up the rhetoric to that nuclear side. I, I just think that it, you know that you, we've now crossed the Rubicon that you can't go back, which is why I've said now that it's going to be very difficult for Vladimir Putin to survive this one way or the other. Um, you know, if he if he wins, he closes the whole thing off, and and he becomes a pariah, and we continue to to, to ostracize Russia throughout the world. Um, and, and if he loses, obviously he's going to lose his country because uh, in, internally they'll they'll take him out there. But it, we're now to the point where they're talking about war crimes and dragging him from the Hague. And I know when you and I first talked about it, we didn't think that was a possibility. But unfortunately, it's taken a week, and that's where we are. So now I, I want to go back because he is threatening the nuclear this, and people certainly are concerned about it. And I think we have to openly and soberly discuss what that means and how you prevent that uh, from, from from happening, and sometimes that is diplomacy, and sometimes that indeed uh, is 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 force, right? It's it's going to be one or the other, and this brings up the NATO conversation, the idea of the no-fly zone. What should NATO be doing? And certainly, we finally see NATO nations are activated, and other nations we're hearing Sweden and Finland are like, "Hey, right. NATO, let's talk." Uh, yeah. It's pretty fascinating. So while we still have sixty seconds, what should NATO be doing right now? We're doing everything we can, mobilizing, getting equipment to Poland, getting material into the hands of the Ukraine freedom fighters. There's going to be a mercenary element that's going to show up there. They're going to cause some damage. They're going to be part of that insurgency. Um, but until he escalates it a little bit further or until he feels that the sanctions may get escalated, um, the, we don't want a NATO versus Russia fight because that might mobilize the, the citizens of Russia. They might say, you know what, this is not just the United States. Everyone's against us now. We've got to fight and defend. So, But again, you have Sweden, you have Finland, you have Luxembourg sending equipment, Germany sending equipment. I think at the end of the day, um, as long as we can kind of pour that equipment in and keep, you know, make make, make Russia eat a porcupine, get, let's give them a shot at that and, and see wh- how long they can hold off for that until something happens inside of, inside, inside of Russia. That is Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army. Find him on Twitter, M-A-J Mike Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, Major Mike Lyons on Twitter. I appreciate you taking the time. We will catch up soon. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.
Rob Kendall and the show to be named later. Oh, a government creates this pool. And they have no idea what bill they've actually written because most of them didn't read it. Now restaurants are in behind a huge eight ball. The government picks winners and losers. You should never, ever count on the government to bail you out because it ruins and poisons and manipulates and destroys everything it touches. Rob Kendall and the show to be named later. Weekdays 9 till noon on 93 WIBC and WIPC.com. If you make the switch, you'll find Chris Salcedo. Every weekday afternoon, Chris is on Newsmax. He gives you the big news without the big spin. Millions are tuning into Newsmax to watch Chris and the team on cable, on streaming, on their apps for the really big news. Every day, Chris Salcedo exposes the fake news. This week, he exposes Joe Biden's real role in the Ukraine disaster and the dangerous days ahead with China and Iran. Find the Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax and discover why millions of cable viewers are making the switch to Newsmax. It's now the fourth highest rated cable news channel and the fastest growing news network in America. Make the switch. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you want Newsmax. Download the Newsmax app on your phone. It's free and start watching right now. Make the switch to Newsmax today. As a small business owner, your bottom line is always top of mind. So start saving by switching to Comcast Business Mobile. It's a mobile service designed for small business that can save you money with unlimited data for just $24 per line per month for 10 lines. Perfect for any small business looking to grow. Or you can pay by the gig. And with access to millions of Wi-Fi hotspots, you'll pay only for the data you need. With no line fees, activation costs, or term contracts, you can save up to $500 a year on your wireless bill, all on the most reliable 5G network. And it's only available to Comcast Business Internet customers. So boost your business's bottom line with a more reliable, more affordable mobile service by switching to Comcast Business Mobile today. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Comcast Business Mobile utilizes the network with the most root metrics 5G data reliability assessment wins in 2H 2021. Wi-Fi networks not tested. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Are you an HVAC technician, plumber, or sewer and drain specialist? Has your company been swallowed up by a national company? Concerned about becoming a small cog in a large wheel? Searching for a place where you can make a difference and feel appreciated? Then call Vasey Commercial Facility Solutions. They're hiring experienced industrial commercial technicians. Get full benefits and true work-life balance. Call Vasey now at 317-873-2512. 317-873-2512 or go to Vasey.com to learn more. Want to travel happy? Indianapolis International Airport has some tips. Arrive at least two hours before your flight. Two whole hours? Happy travelers arrive two hours before in case of longer lines. Oh, gotcha. Print your boarding pass at home to save time. How about a digital boarding pass on my phone? Fantastic. And pack smart. No liquids over 3.4 ounces in your carry-on. So not this jumbo-sized shampoo that keeps my hair shiny? Happy travelers pack that in their check bag. Roger that. Learn more at ind.com slash travel happy. And smile through the airport. 
Hi, welcome to Tire Discounters. Is there any particular tire you're looking for? Oh, yeah, Michelin. Oh, well, you picked a great time to come in. You can save up to 120 bucks on sets of four Michelin tires. What? Unbelievable. And we've always got tons in stock. We can install today. Michelin. And with our standard installation, you get a free alignment. Come on now, stop talking crazy like that. At Tire Discounters, you can save up to 120 bucks on Michelin. Tire Discounters. Michelin. If you want to win at any game or competition, whether it's in sports or your career, your finances, you got to come up with a solid game plan, a strategy. You know the outcome you desire, and you build a plan with the best chance of rewarding you with your desired outcome. You know, retirement works the exact same way. Singer Financial specializes in strategizing and equipping you to bring your visions for retirement to life. And that's where our friend Brian Singer with the Singer Financial Group comes in. He puts together the pieces of a comprehensive retirement plan to make sure your retirement years are the best years of your life every single day you wake up winning. Singer Financial can help you make the next chapter of your life whatever you want it to be. So go to SingerFinancialGroup.com or call 317 852-9153. Schedule a discovery visit and learn how Brian Singer helps people just like you pursue your vision of the good life in retirement. And to put a to put a bow on this conversation, when we take a look at the sanctions not put on by the Biden administration regarding Russia and the invasion of Ukraine. You get to Nancy Pelosi letting you know that drilling on public land uh, uh, from the sprawl and the and and, and I'm not for uh, drilling on public lands. Well, uh, I didn't know if the first part of that was English, but she certainly figured out the, the, the second part. This all goes back to our conversation from earlier. And I, and, and, and I, I, I mean, rarely do I just take like, like a whole hour on the same kind of topic, but I thought it was important. The question, of course, of can we react to Russia's movement, the answer is, of course we can. The question becomes how. And while there are things that we could be doing on a military side and things we could be doing on an economic side, part of that reaction is what we do. We. Us. There is actual things for us to do to make the changes to be able to deal with these kind of threats in a better way. And that starts with voting for better people who understand that energy independence is key to this conversation. She's not for drilling on public lands? You mean she's not for drilling? We need people who are in favor of energy independence. It can be done well and it can be done right. Meanwhile, Jen Psaki is supposed to have a press conference and Joe Manchin, is he trying to bring back Build Back Better? I need a drink. I'm Tony Katz. Crew Car Wash is now hiring and awarded Best Places to Work by Glassdoor. Starting up to $16 an hour plus incentive pay, come join our award-winning team. To learn more, visit crewcarwash.com. At One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning, we're experienced in everything from boilers to furnaces, ductwork and all. Call 855-1-HOUR or visit onehourair.com. Always on time, or you don't pay time. 
Independently owned and operated, licensed in their respective state or county. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like the world is throwing everything it has at you. And to succeed, you need someone to guide you through. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the Windows PCs and tech advice to help you navigate whatever challenges you're up against and get you safely to where you want to be. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11 Pro. Americans don't trust big media. The source you can trust is Newsmax. Find it on all major cable systems or download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Millions are watching Newsmax and the Newsmax team with Rob Finnerty, Eric Bowling, Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith, Greg Kelly, Stinchfield and Rob Schmidt. Plus weekends with Huckabee, Diamond and Silk, Gorka and Wendy Bell. 20 million people have made the switch to Newsmax. Try it. You may never go back. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Let Invisible Fence Brand show you how your pets can stay out of a crate safely while you're not at home. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence Brand. Surround your pets with care. B has more than white windows. B offers total design choices. B lets you virtually design colors to match the character of your home. Trust me. Stay connected. Stay connected with news on the go. News on the go. Online on Alexa and Google Home on 93 WIBC. WIBC.